Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 240, recorded on July 25th, 2019. On tonight's episode, we discuss Nintendo's admission that, yeah, the Joy-Cons are basically faulty, and as well as Amazon no longer supporting the Prime Video app on the Wii U, big shocker there, and Disney and J Nintendo teaming together for an exclusive Switch console in Japan. That and so much more. Jesse, cue the music. What's up, everybody? It's Marty here with Nintendo Dads, and you're listening to episode 240 of the show. And man, what a uh, what a week it's been! What a week it's been. Joining me tonight on the show, all the way from Kansas City, somewhere in Missouri, wherever Kansas City is. It's Jesse Waldeck. I'm actually on the Kansas side. Uh, well, <laughs> Kansas City, somewhere in Kansas. I there is know. a Kansas City, Kansas, and a Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, really? Are, they're adjacent, but they are two distinctly different cities. So you say. Truth. Not confusing at all. No, what's Yo. confusing is there's a North Kansas City, Kansas, or North Kansas City, Missouri, which is a separate city. It's not just the north side of Kansas City. It's its own city called North Kansas City. There's also a North Arkansas that's actually, uh, or a North Little Rock that's actually east of Little Rock. Because that's not confusing. In Arkansas. Yeah, yeah that's the compass was, the person was holding his compass wrong that day. Also joining us tonight from the snowy wastes of Minnesota, maybe. I think I got that right. Tim Off. You crack me up every time you think I'm in Minnesota. Are you I'm in, in Michigan. Or you're not in Minnesota. Michigan. You're not in Detroit, just think Minnesota, Motor City. Michigan, same thing. You both like cheese and beer. It's okay. Mm. Motor City's the Mega only Dads are in place in the world that like it. Mega yeah. Dads are in Minnesota. All right. You know. Yes. Uh, I, I, Minnesota I apologize I... on the front end for confusing yeah. you with Mega Dads. <laughs> I, when I did their uh, patron pop in back in June, I even made a Minnesota reference because I grew up there. Well. Uh, we won't hold it against uh, them that they live in Minnesota, and we won't hold it against him that he lives in Michigan, yeah. Motor City, uh, as he says. But you know what? We, we will hold it against you if you don't fin follow along and listen to all the news this week on this show. We've got a lot to talk about, including the voicemails and uh, comments and all kinds of other things. So let's get right to it. That's something else. Hold on, hold on. Talk now playing chaos. starts with hold an end, so does news. What do you got going on so over let's there, push man. the wrong chaos. button. You <laughs> got you got music blaring. You've got Zelda music when you shouldn't have Zelda music. Uh, it's it's chaos. Day. Yeah, it's okay. Not order. It's, it's chaos. Both buttons yeah. started with end. Cause, so my finger cause got confused. Team Chaos won the Splatfest. Now we're in chaos. Yes, we're going with the theme. Right? Please understand. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and, but you know what's not chaos? Supporting us over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you help bring the news and so much more to life over here in Nintendo Dads land. Uh, and we want to say a huge shout out to two brand new patrons of the show uh, that just hopped on board today. And that is Joel Putz and HCN667. 
We want to thank you guys for becoming brand new Just patrons of the rolls show. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> Good timing. I, I'm sure that I'm like, I know, like sometimes people are like, he pronounced my name wrong. Y'all, I'm from the South. Uh, and so if I pronounce your name wrong or I pronounce a word wrong or anything, get over it and move on. I'm, it's I'm an sorry. honor to be pronounced wrong by Marty. It's yeah, an honor. That's right. I mean, you know, <laughs> we down here, we put our stuff in a buggy at the store and we all drink Coke. If Gary so was here, honor against. would be spelled with a U. So yeah, well, no, so can't, I mean, one person you can't English, pronounce the other I'm person can't English. spell. What's the I'm difference? Not Gary. Which, by the way, I want to I want to give a shout out to Gary because Gary was supposed to be on the show tonight, and he mentioned earlier. Uh, if y'all don't know this, uh, he like London and England basically in general are, are going through like this tremendous heat wave, and he messaged that he was like, so by this point of the night, I would have had five hours of sleep, but I've had zero hours of sleep because it's so ridiculously hot over here, and we have no fans or air conditioning. Yeah, I wish I could send them my fans. I have extra ones here. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe if we all like blew in that general direction, just like <laughs> it's like the butterfly effect, right? Like that movie with Ashton Kutcher, right? It just will start a it, it'll send a cooling breeze across the pond to Gary and others over there. Seriously, that sucks because I can't imagine yes. life without fan, like stirring air like I I sleep with a fan, oh, and man. so I've got. I, gotta yeah, have, I have to have some air circulation. It's got. It's got to stir. My, my wife likes to shut the uh, fan off in the car, and she did it. And I didn't notice it, and all of a sudden I'm like, "It's getting really stale in here." And I look. Yeah. Yep. She shut the fan get that, off. Get that stale air out. Uh, I can't. I can't take it. No. Uh, that's why I'm. I'm thankful that my car, that uh, my new to me car that I bought last year, it has dual controls. So if she wants to be hot, fine. Awesome. Oh, so does I'm mine. Freeze. But she she, yep. she has shut the vents off altogether instead of. I'm gonna freeze on my because, side. Sorry. Well, she if didn't. You're on my it side, wasn't that fair. Yeah, it wasn't that she wanted to be warmer. It's just she didn't want the air moving. Right. So <laughs> we're covering all kinds yeah. of territory yeah, today. No, it's, we're they, getting into some. We're getting on, into some deep water. On road between trips, geography and cars. Well, you know, <laughs> on, on road trips, I'll have like my, I like my side colder. She likes her side warmer. So if we go like double extreme, um, I say I swear we're going to make a little thunderstorm inside the van where the two air pressure <laughs> systems collide. It hasn't happened yet, but I swear it's going to. That would actually be be kind of cool if that happened. <laughs> I don't know. All right, thanks for tuning in to Meteorology Dads, uh, Road Trip Dads, and uh, Geographically Challenged Dads as well, since we can't figure out where Tim's from, among other things. Here's to what we can figure out. In recent weeks, a uh, complaint has arisen from the bowels of the internet where more and more people have jumped on the bandwagon of broken Joy-Cons or drifting Joy-Cons, if you will, specifically the left Joy-Con that we have known pretty much since the launch of the Switch, that there was something not right inside the left Joy-Con. And for some people, it got out of hand and it affected them more than others. Uh, to the point of Joy-Con drift being a thing. Um, have any of you guys ever experienced Joy-Con drift? My son has on all of his controllers. I really? have I have yet to experience it, and I have the original gray ones, you know, day one. Yeah, mine are also launch model. I've never had a problem, but my son has had problems 
well, I think on more than one set, my youngest daughter has uh, complained about it as well. So we're probably going to bundle up all the Joy-Cons and get them repaired shortly. Yep. My uh, my son has had it happen too with the Neon launch set. And uh, I gave him my blue left Joy-Con. Uh, and he's also had it happen a little bit on his yellow set that he has. I mean, all told... At my house, we have one, two, three, four, five, six sets of Joy-Con. And so out of those, uh, at least half have have had some type of problem. And so this has come up uh, and has kind of been brought to the forefront uh, Mm -hmm. thanks to Kotaku. Which which is consistent with polls that I've seen. I've seen polls go up on Facebook and Twitter. Have you had the problem? And it's almost very close to 50-50, like 45-55. 4060 is the biggest extreme I've seen. It's, it's that's a good point. I mean, it's tight. It, it, yeah, it is. And, and so, I mean, I think that's enough that there's not much margin of error, right? I mean, you, you know, if you, if you know, if you have it and, and you know, if you don't, right. right. The only other Joy-Con problem that I've had is that like my right stick on the, 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 I had the reverse neons and I still do the blue left. I mean, the blue right stopped clicking in. And the only reason I knew it is because I couldn't use my special on Splatoon 2 anymore. Uh, like, got in the yeah, middle of the match. Bad. I was like, all right, all right, where is it? It's not, the bombs aren't deploying. It got mushy, but, right? Yeah, it got mushy. You're right. Uh, and so I just ordered a brand new one from, from GameStop or a refurbished one, and it's been fine since. But, but bottom line. People began to complain. New sites started to run with it, Kotaku being a front runner. Uh, and basically their claim was is that half almost half the people that they that work at Kotaku, I think, had Joy-Con Drift. And then once that got out, all these people started jumping on the bandwagon. Nintendo, they reached out to Nintendo. Nintendo had no remark uh, or had no nothing to say to them at the time. So those people then filed a class action lawsuit against Nintendo. And I'm, d- I'm doing this just to give a little bit of history for those who aren't in the loop. I don't think it's been officially launched, but there's like, but it was the process. It was in the, has, the process has started, but yeah, it actually it hasn't gotten to Nintendo's. I do yet. no. I, actually, I think I it thought. is because there's a place you can go and sign on to it. Okay. So I, I saw in the links yeah. there was a place yeah. that you. For some could reason, go I thought I it, it was just in the starting phases, and that's what got kind of Nintendo's fire up their butt to. Uh, something about it well i mean there would have to be something last friday actually let me correct this three days ago this is from polygon last friday the law firm uh chemical who names their kids this uh chemical schwartz kreiner and donaldson smith filed a class action lawsuit against nintendo of america for claims related to malfunction and joy-con controllers known as joy-con drift that law firm is made up This sounds like somebody you read about in like. Do we screw them in how? English Chimicles. <laughs> what? Chimicles. Chimicles. Chim chimicles. Chim chimicles. Chim chimicles. You know what? You know what's <laughs> happening right now is there's somebody listening to the show and their last name is Chimicles or Chimicles or have you done it? And they're like, I am offended. I am very <laughs> offended by this. Anyway, long story short, there's been a class action lawsuit filed against Nintendo. As soon as this kind of the ball started got rolling on that, all of a sudden Nintendo sends out an internal memo that leaks to the internet 
that now they're going to not only fix all Joy-Con repairs for free without proof of problems. You don't even have to. I mean, you can just go and call and be like, I need my Joy-Cons fixed. And they're going to be like, okay, great. That's fine. But they're also going to refund any and all monies spent on Joy-Con repairs up to this point. So this is good, right? Yeah, it's basically giving Joy-Con an infinite warranty at this point. Kind of very similar to like Microsoft and the launch model Xbox 360s. How long has this been going on again where people complained about that uh, drift? Two years. Yeah, right. It, it's probably there, started. Were, there were people complaining about it in March. March 3rd, 2017. I don't know if it was was day one, but there's definitely by at least six months in, people have been saying, why if Joy-Con's acting weird? I think it's awesome that Nintendo is doing something about it, but I I, I question why do it. it, To me, it kind of looks bad to all of a sudden they're doing it now because of the rumblings of a class action suit and more, more voices, I guess, behind it. Um, people force their hand. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest about it. I don't like, I don't like saying that. I don't, it sounds negative. I don't want to be negative about it, but you know, the bottom line is, and and if business Justin was here, he would remind us of this, uh, (laughs) that the bottom line is, is Nintendo wants to make money. This does not make them money. This costs them money, but they're, they're kind of in a catch 22. They're in a rock and a hard place because it's, they want to make money. But they also have to realize that they have a faulty product. They're this, and this is the admission of that. Whether we want to play cat yes. and mouse with it or not, this is the admission. We know it's faulty. We're going to do something about it. What I also want to see with it is the fact that okay, yes, we're going to repair the ones you have. But what's the plan going forward? Are you fixing this issue? Is it can it be fixed? Maybe that's why they haven't said anything because it can't because of the specific specific type of thumbstick that they're using. And what I've read could possibly be the issue, which is it's rubbing against the the bottom of the switch um, switches in the I forget the terminology, but there's parts rubbing against each other. And so there's particles that are getting in there and that's why you get the drift. So which is why which is why compressed air can fix it sometimes sometimes and the, and or cleaner so um but yeah it's that's what i want to see is what's being done to fix it are they looking maybe they're looking into it now and that's why we haven't heard anything but they're fixing things but eventually i do want to hear what they're going to do to fix it or are these new joy cons that are coming out in october or, or whatever august september um does that address the issues or is it just going to be the same thing over again? Yeah, I'm hoping well, if they I'm, do I'm... find a solution that they do have it marketed in some way, like like the new switch will have be will have a different box than the old switch, even though functionally they're the same and they look the same, other than the different chipset inside. We talked about it last week, or but you know, so that way we know we can get a spot. This one shouldn't break. This one might break. And if they look look the same, it's a crapshoot. But at least. This we we have that blanket statement saying, you know, if it's if it's faulty, they'll replace it or repair it. Right. Yep. I and yeah, I'm 
overall, I'm thankful that they're doing that, and especially free. You know, the, they just send it in and they take care of it. Yeah. Kind of slightly related, but a little offshoot. Something I read earlier today that uh, Nintendo about about Nintendo wanting to make money. You know, Nintendo has 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 a history of doing so. They. There was a report that came out saying that in Japan, Nintendo is the second highest corporation in terms of cash flow. With number one being Toshiba at like $9 billion. Like 900 billion yen. Wow. And Nintendo is second at like $7.5 billion, you know, cash on hand, ready to throw away if they want. You know, not tied up in inventories. There's or R&D or anything, that's their cash on hand. Here's here's the deal. I wanted to go back to something, though, and in, in where we read in this article, especially from Polygon, that this is how you know that Nintendo is going, oh, crap, they, they figured out it's faulty, there's a problem, we need to fix this, is that the reports of this um, are localized. And what I mean by that is that Nintendo is doing these repairs for free and, you know, covering their tracks in America. Uh, calls to Nintendo UK have been responded to with, no, we're not doing that. We're not fixing that. You can pay whatever, you know, you can pay the, the price and you can send your Joy-Cons in and they'll be fixed. Um, so it's interesting to note that the lawsuit has been filed in America and it is Nintendo of America that is doing the repairs. Right. And, and and so it's cause and effect. It's the class action lawsuits filed. They know they're in a jam. Okay. We'll fix it. Right. Yeah. They put the pressure there. Now, if people in the United Kingdom want to do the same thing, I don't know how that works. I don't know, especially, you know, we're, we're a very litigation happy culture here in America. Uh, I don't know if that is necessarily the case in other countries, but you know, maybe pressure over there is is what they need as well to to make sure. Because I mean, it's the same it's the same problem happening every time. Right. You know, with with all of it. I mean, it's like you said, it's not it's not so much a location issue. What it basically is is right, it's, it's still manufactured from the same place. Exactly, it's a manufacturing problem. It's a design problem. Uh, I would be willing to bet that the new Joy-Con colors have no changes whatsoever. However, I would be willing to bet that whenever the Switch Pro or whatever it's going to be called shows up, that there will be redesigned Joy-Cons. So not this August release, but whatever in the future? Whatever's next, yes. Right, I would they, agree with they're that. They're going to have to address the Joy-Con problem. And, and you yeah. know, here's the thing. Like, I, don't I don't think we'd expect a solution by August. I, I, I don't understand... Which which is a great point, then, if we're expecting it next year, and we don't expect it by September when the um, when the Switch Lite launches, are we in? Are people buying a Switch Lite putting themselves in jeopardy because those are the same sticks? Uh, my gut feeling is yes, and it's. I don't know. I know if it's just stick related, it's, you know, Joy-Con's easy to fix. You don't have to send in your Switch anymore for that, like you did originally. But uh, on a light, you have no choice because it's part of the same unit. And there goes your Splatoon 
Pokemon. In Pokemon and Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing, eventually. There goes all of that. Because most of the time they don't even do the repair. They will replace with a refurbed unit and then they'll repair it later and turn it and put it into the refurb pile for someone else. Yep. So that as someone who was thinking of buying a switch light for his daughter, that makes me a little wary. That causes me to take a step back. That's why I think they just need to come out and just step out and explain things, you know, once they figured it out, maybe that's what they're investigating. And I don't know. Can, you know, and I don't know if anybody has had this happen, Tim, but like, is there, have you noticed that it's never the right stick? It's almost never the right stick. Because well, the left gets the Correct. most play. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get that, but I mean, if, if somebody plays a lot stick? of Fortnite, if somebody plays a lot of shooters, that right stick is going to, so this the right side or the left side? Which one are you talking about? This is the left side. The left side is the one that you always see the complaints about. Okay. Drift. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder why. Playing builders, I definitely use the right stick a lot to change the camera around, but I'm using still still using the left stick more because that's that's my run. My son's drift is on the right side. Really? Yeah. That's one of the few that I've heard about being on that side. Yeah, all well, these... of mine have been on the left. Yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. And Jesse's right. I think that we do use the left stick more. Yes. Um, but I, I think that, I don't know. I just see, I, like, I, I, I don't see as much deterioration there. And there are, I mean, there are people who probably use them equally, especially if you're primarily like a first person shooter player. Depends on the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, so, in my case, most of my time is in puzzle games where I'm, I'm using the D buttons more than the sticks on, most, on yeah. some games. So that, I guess that would be the thing. Like, if you're out there and maybe you're watching on YouTube or you're listening to the show and you've had right stick drift, we'd love to hear from you about that because I just, like, I just personally, and maybe this is just me not seeing things, like, I just don't see it that much. Is is what I'm trying to figure out is is right stick drift as prominent as left stick drift? Probably not. Right. For lots of reasons. I just I want to take it apart right now just to look at it <laughs> while you're talking. Yeah. So to. you know, you like I was gonna get you to to Tim to fix a couple of mine. I'm just send them to Nintendo now. Yeah. Yep. Don't have to worry about it now. Um, yeah, because like the first time it happened, uh, when the, when I got the mushy right trigger or right stick, they wanted me to send in my whole switch. And I was yeah. like, no, it's a, it's a detachable controller. Why would I send in my whole switch? They're like, we have to test it. You can hook it up to another switch. It, it sinks right there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they there was reports of people getting the, uh, losing their save states just for a Joy-Con issue. So like, no, I don't yeah. want to send my stuff in for that. No. no, 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 no. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Now it sounds like they'll just take the Joy-Con and fix it, which is way better. Um, 
You know, I think this might be a good time to to skip ahead a little bit in our notes and talk about the fact that Nintendo is uh, going to be uh, producing a exclusive version of the Switch in Japan to coincide with Disney's upcoming game, Tsum Tsum Festival. Uh, and uh, if you've not seen this, it's hideous. It, I don't care what people say. It's it's god awful. It looks terrible. There's it's purple and pink themed Joy Cons. The home button looks like it, Mickey, it has Mickey Mouse ears, and the dock has Tsum Tsums on it. It's like an abomination from God. Um, <laughs> like it's 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 like oh, it's awful. Uh, but and this is from a man who show. works at a church. How, <laughs> how <laughs> dare you talk about a Disney product like that? Con- contributor to the show uh, and monthly mayhem producer and all kinds of uh, John Blanco. He sent us a voicemail, and so. Uh, Jesse, if you'll play that right now. Yeah. Voicemail doesn't have to do anything specifically with the Tsum Tsum, but it's related. And okay. you'll, you'll see why in it shortly. Hey, Nintendo Dads, it's a Blanc here. Uh, I had a question for you guys for this week. Uh, Fire Emblem's coming out tomorrow, and you know we've been waiting for months, but they never did announce a limited edition bundle system for it. Very sad. So question for you guys this week. Uh, for any particular game coming out or maybe unannounced game coming out, what would be your dream limited edition bundle for the Switch? What would the Joy-Con colors be? What would the decaling be? I'd love to hear kind of your dream Switch. Thanks, guys. Have a good show. All right. So what, what Zach is, or I'm sorry, what John is, is saying here is, what he's admitting is that the Disney Tsum Tsum Festival, uh, you know, thing, it, that's his dream switch. <laughs> and that's okay, John. We we understand. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and take a crack at this. Um, you know, y- y'all know where this is going, right? We got the the dark blue. Yep. Or the, the, the medium blue Joy-Cons. Yep. The light blue body. The dock yep. that looks like the the dock that's blue that has an E on the front of it that looks like an energy tank. Yep. Oh yeah. Echo it's the Mega Dolphin, Man right? Oh. Huh? <laughs> it's a Mega Man switch. It is it is the Mega Man switch, and there would never be a better switch, period. Uh the only way that they can make it better is if they did one Joy Con that was Mega Man themed and one Joy Con that was Rush themed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would, and 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 gave me a Mega Man Eleven, or a Mega Man and a Proto Man. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mega Man Twelve. Give me, give me Mega Man Twelve with that. That would be oh, pretty. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. If it's not that, then I only have one other. I have, I have two. All right, and that is uh, an Enter the Gungeon theme switch, <laughs> where the where the where the Joy Con are gun dead. Nice. Yeah, I was thinking you were going to throw like Undertale out there or something. Uh, that would be that would be a third. I, I'm <laughs> I'm be real honest. That would be a third. I, I'm 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 really okay with that. What about you guys? So I've had time to think about it since I've heard, you know heard this question a while like a few hours ago. So, but the the answer I came up with. Is you know very similar to what Nintendo did with the Wii U, and shortly after the Wii U launch, 
they put out a Legend of Zelda special edition. They had the nicely decorated bezel around the Wii U gamepad. Oh, yeah. And I really wanted that, but I wasn't buying a second Wii U for it. Yeah. So, but, Same here. So I wanted to have, I'd like to have something similar with the Switch. You know, some, you know, no smaller bezel, but I'd like to see some decoration around it. Then uh, with like a, a green and gold Joy-Con. And then the Hyrulean symbol, symbol, symbols on the dock and, and or the back of the, of the unit. Would it be gold? I still want the main system to be black because the colored bezel bothers me. Yeah. I, I, had I, a, like I, I used a white iPad before and that wasn't as fun to watch movies with versus my black iPad. Right. But definitely I'd want one of the Joy-Cons to be gold. If they did it in like that matte gold that they did uh, on the, like, if you remember when they did the Game Boy uh, SP and they had the Zelda version of that and it was more matte than it was like glossy. I don't think I remember that, but like I Cause they had, they had one of those. What and, like like I had that one about. and then they did a DS Lite that I got that had like a Triforce on the front and it was like, it was gold and the, 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 the Triforce was a little more shiny, a little more glittery, but it was so glossy and you could see fingerprints all over it. And it was still really cool. Like I loved that, that DS Lite. That was the one I used until I moved on to another system. Wish I still had it. Tim, what about you? So I have, I have three, I guess. Uh, One that I know, I I won't say I know. I'll say that is probably more probable is when Metroid Prime 4 comes out, a Metroid um, Switch Special Edition. That's what I'm hoping for and waiting for um, when they do that one. So I'm holding out to replace my Switch for that. Hopefully, hopefully it'll, I won't have any issues. Uh, more of a dream one would be um, I'm a huge fan of Fantasia and Sorcerer Mickey. And nice. I think I think it would be really cool if there was a um, themed one like that of Fantasia or, or Sorcerer Mickey. And then finally, another one that I think would be more of a dream one is Transformers. Autobots, oh. Decepticons one. Uh, <laughs> each Joy-Con yes. represent one Autobot, one Decepticon. <laughs> kind of like my hat where down the center, if you remember my hat, I don't have it down here with me, yeah. but you know, that splits the Autobots and Decepticons. It would do that in the middle of the back of the switch, but each Joy-Con would represent each Autobot, each uh, dis- um, Transformer. Off. That'd be cool. <laughs> so that you know what would really be cool is if like the switch itself, the back plate and the Joy Cons were Optimus Prime Blue. Yeah. And the dock was like the the window Just, chest. Yeah. That would be cool too. Or or hold up, hold up, hold up. The dock was the matrix of leadership. Oh yeah. Joy Cons were yeah. the handles and you lift it out. Nice. To light yes. the darkest hour. That's even better. I like that one. Mic drop. I love there's, it. There's a customization right there. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to do that. Yes. Like even if it's just like Photoshop that up, I can't even begin to do that. <laughs> but oh my gosh, awesome! This is a great question because 
Uh, I think that I would love to see Nintendo lean into a little bit more of the uh, like what Microsoft does with the with the Xbox One controllers, where you can design your own. Mm-hmm. And I like I would be willing to pay you know ten dollars more a set for them to to be able to like mix and match colors and do things like that. Like you know maybe even offer some pre made colors that you can only get online, like on the on the Nintendo store, like. Make Nintendo NES themed Joy Cons. Make Super NES themed Joy Cons. Make Nintendo 64 themed Joy Cons. Lean into that because you've got people like Per Schneider out there who like <laughs> he's going to buy every color you produce, right? Yeah, I don't think yes. there's a color he doesn't own. There, there, there are people who are going to buy multiples of these things. They're sitting on a gold mine. Fix it first. Fix the Joy Con yes. first, but then like mod the crap out of those things. You know, I mean, like, go go all in. Do the do the whole GameCube line. Do the whole N, N64 clear line. I mean, you don't have to have them all in the stores at the same time. You can just allow people to, to build customizable Joy-Cons. They already do the thing in Japan where you can, like, order the Switch with the color Joy-Cons you want. Yep. But do that here. Just a thought. Which is very frustrating. It is frustrating. It is why can why can't they do it across the? the it's globe? kind of it's kind of like frustrating. Like Europe gets all the special bundles and we don't. Frustrating. No, oh, don't remind me. I know <laughs> that, that Link's Awakening bundle and that Metroid Returns Samus Returns bundle. That was the first time I. Oh, I they was... haunt me until yes. the day I die. I want those so bad. Um, but anyway, um, Disney Sumsum Festival, the game has a release date in Japan of October 10th. I believe that's when the system is releasing as well. It does require external Joy-Con for you to play the game much like Mario Party. Uh, And so it'll be interesting to see how that game uh, will turn out. It looks like, to me, that Nintendo is going to push it pretty heavily uh, because it's exclusive to the Switch. Am I right? I I believe so. Yeah, it's an exclusive game. So, I mean, this so, is Nintendo's yeah, second. Hmm? I, don't, I don't think we have an, uh, an official release date here. It's just October 10th in Japan for, right. for the game. Uh, but, yeah, I think I, when I saw that it will require external Joy-Con, I thought that uh, yeah, was an interesting uh, to, you know, a game, obviously, will be meant for kids to be played on a system. We would, would be more geared towards the kids will yeah. be problematic. So so the uh, interesting thing about this, I think, is that uh, the behind the scenes, I guess, kind of little or between the lines thing is that this is now Nintendo's second exclusive collaboration with Disney on a game for the Switch. So you have Marvel Ultimate Alliance that's out now, and then you have this. And so I would love for them to, uh, you know, if it's going to be Nintendo published, which I think Sum Sum Festival is also going to be Nintendo published, um, if I can remember back to that direct. Most likely, but uh, I'll see if I can find out. I would love it, Nintendo, if you're listening. And we know that some people at Nintendo do listen to the show. Uh, pony up the cash and buy the rights to Disney Afternoon Collection from Capcom to publish it here on the Switch in America. Come on and give me a freaking break. These are all NES games that somehow are not on the Switch. It's it's these it's things brand. that baffle me. Like these things yeah. that you think 
the company would want to make some money by releasing these things or doing these things like the Joy-Cons or this game. It seems like a no-brainer to us. So what's, what else is there? I mean, I would yeah. love to hear it from somebody that explain it to me. <laughs> Capcom doesn't like money. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about some more, uh, I guess, sad news. For those of you who are still using your Wii U to watch Amazon Prime Video, All you will no longer you. be able to do this uh, as of September 26, 2019. They're not giving you a long uh, gratuity grace period like Netflix did with the uh, with the Wii. No, you've got about a month and a half, and then boom, you're done. I Sorry. did not know the Wii U could play Prime Video. I didn't I know did, I had a Prime Video I. app. <laughs> the Wii U can do all streaming services, and the Switch cannot. Again, yep. like Tim said just a minute ago, a no-brainer, right? <laughs> yeah. Just put it on there. I know the debate every time we, every time anybody talks about that, like, but it does need to be on there. I have other devices that do other things. Who cares? I mean, they they could put Skyrim on a toaster, or or Skyrim on Alexa or whatever. They, if they can do fridge. that, then you you know you can put Netflix on the Switch. Yes. That's it. I mean, it's not a question of should it be on there. It's it's you know can it be on there? Okay, if it can, why not? Anyway, just a thought. YouTube and Hulu are already there. Come on, get, get with the program. I don't know. I don't know whose problem it is at this point, because they want a finger point. They're like, "What's Nintendo? What's Netflix? What's Nintendo? What's Netflix?" Just work it out. Go to lunch. Buy each other's lunch. Hug, and just do it. <laughs> just hug do it. it. Out. Hug it out and just make it happen. Be there. But I'm telling you, it it needs to happen anyway. Um, one last uh, little news announcement here, and that is. Uh, they're the third game in the Jackbox Party Pack 6, which I am super looking forward to uh, as, a, as a whole package, not just this game. Uh, it was announced today, push the button. Uh, Jesse, why don't you, uh, you you put this in here. Why don't you tell us what push the button is? Okay, so the premise is all the players are on a spaceship, and everyone is a human except for one person who is an alien disguised as a human. And the goal is to determine who the alien is, get them in the airlock, and push the button to eject. And if you're right, then you win. And if not, then now you just lost a human. And if you'll eventually die, all die if you can't find the right one. And th so the gameplay is like all the humans will get one prompt, and the alien will get a similar but different prompt, and they all draw a picture. And then there, are, everyone then sees what everyone drew, and then based on that, those clues, you try to figure out what an example they did in the video was: the humans had fighting, but the alien had sword fighting. Huh. So obviously, of the two drawings, one was using like boxing gloves, and the other had swords. So, if that's if you knew what the aliens. But of course, you don't know the aliens had sword fighting. You'd assume everyone has fighting, and that's legitimately true. So you kind of have to use clues over various 
drawings to determine which one's just a little bit off consistently. I think it'll be fun. You know, my kids don't like the, the drawing games, so that might be hard to play them unless they get a group of adults who might be willing to try it. But I'm, I'm looking forward to giving this one a try. Yeah, um, there were a couple of Jackbox games in Party Pack 5 that I thought were great. And then there were a couple that I thought were meh. Right. And, th- th- and so it's going to, like, I'm I'm very excited every time they do a new one. Yeah, and they did, They announced that in Pack 6, the Murder Party 2 is the only sequel. So... We, you know, we they've already announced two other new games. There will be two other new games still to be announced before whenever this releases. But they, they haven't given a date yet, other than sometime this year. I wonder if there's a way that once they release this and give it some time, that for the next party pack, they release each game individually, and you can make your own party pack. If you don't already own all of them, but that would be cool. Just kind of, kind of like a, download a free base and then DLC your your own combo. Yes, I I I would be in favor of this. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Yeah, I was, I was the alternative favorite. is to do what Marty I and I have, and we have that. every pack on our Switch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you like, if you were I, to I make your own, yeah. But I was right. thinking that even if you have all of them, it's still you got to switch between the games. So if it was, if you could get pick your favorites and put it in your own party pack, you could have just the one game open and be able to play all your favorites in the one one game. I, I would probably double dip it if I, if I had to have that ability. <laughs> I'll get on that. I'll work with part uh, Jackbox. Sure. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, you call call them up tomorrow and be like, hey guys. Yeah, hey, what's up? And we need we need to we need to implement the DLC strategy I've told you about before. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and it'll work. I mean, it'll work because you're Tim. Yes. Know? That's how things happen. Sure. Uh, guys, cool. that's all our news for this week. Let's uh, move into our discussion segment. Let's discuss. Well, I pushed the right button this time. I'm glad. I'm, I, I noticed that it was it was glorious too. I love that music. Uh, Tim actually threw this topic in for us this week, and I'm glad he did uh, because we are on the eve right now as we speak of Fire Emblem being released uh, worldwide, uh, and so there's been a lot of hype about this game. In fact, review scores have begun to come out uh, toward the end of the week, and right now are extremely high. Uh, giant. Uh, I think Gamespot gave it a nine. IGN gave it a 9.5. It's trending high on Metacritic right now. Uh, and so Tim asked this. He said, we were, wants to discuss this with all the latest hype and high scores being uh, coming out for this game. Will you be picking this game up? And if so, what house are you interested in? And of course, the houses uh, in the game are the Black Eagles, the Golden Deer, and the Blue Lions. Uh, it's like Hogwarts, but with swords and uh, possible marriage and child rearing. Uh, which is weird. I've never made it to that point in a Fire Emblem game. But uh, Tim, uh, let's start with you here. Uh, are you excited for Fire Emblem? I've I've always been interested in the Fire Emblem games, especially with listening to other people who are excited for the games. 
this one's no different. It's just, it's always been a, a commitment to play these games. So I've always been afraid of not being able to stay with it long enough to get the the value out of it that a lot of other people are doing. So I never, I never bought them. So I kind of, this one, it seems like every time I get really close, I'm like, oh, because it seems like it would be so much fun. Will this be the one that holds me to play all the way through the, the what is it, hundreds of hours worth of gameplay? But I'm afraid of of it not being able to. It's very interesting. It sounds interesting. Um, I don't even know which house I would pick other than maybe the Black Eagles because black and red are my favorite colors. But in or even the Golden Deer because I also like black and gold. But um, those it's just um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm interested, but I also know that what I've done in the past is, and I think one of you guys mentioned it before is, you know, you play it for a few weeks and then lose interest and then, uh, you're done. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, no, well, I'll talk about it here in a minute. Jesse, what about you? You, you interested in fire emblem? Uh, no. Um, I've, I, I, the only fire emblem game that I've played was the one we got for, I think it was the GBA one from the ambassadors program. Oh yeah, and I forgot I had that. <laughs> and you know that it was permadeath is on, and that was you were stuck with it. And I, I couldn't get past chapter five without losing someone. So I'm like, well, this isn't fun for me. I I do understand that you know newer games I can toggle that off, but the other big part of Fire Emblem that I didn't like was. The XP that isn't spread around all the who participate. It's really the you, you get the more experience, the more damage you do. So if you want to try to level up a lower level, you pretty much have to let your big your big guns have to skip turns, and it's just now a time grind. Where like you know, at least an example with Pokemon, you know you can you get you, you could they have. X, Nice. <laughs> but, you, know, you, you have the ability to share experience with the weaker one having minimal or no actual combat so you're able to level up more evenly. Tim just showed a spider on this wall. That's what he... <laughs> that's what the nice was. That's a big spider, too. I've never seen that. <laughs> so like so you, your, your big gun gets the most XP and... Uh, you know, I'm, I haven't wasn't I haven't put enough time to figure out a way around it, but that's 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 probably the biggest other hurdle in that series that I've you know compared to other RPGs. If I were to pick one, I'd probably also go Black Eagles, just because you know Eagles was my high school mascot, and you know Black and Red kind of the same. <laughs> I think Tim went to squish a bug. No, that I hope he did because that's disgusting. Uh, I hate spiders. Um, here's the deal: like I'm like Tim. I, I like the concept of Fire Emblem. I think that uh, the the art direction on it is always really cool, uh, and I always get kind of sucked in by the story, especially uh, with Fire Emblem Fates. 
that was that was on the DS or or 3DS. I guess it was the last one that was on 3DS. Uh, besides Fire Emblem Warriors, but like, I just like as much as I want to love and enjoy um, real time strategy games like that or strategy games like that. Like I suck at them. I suck at them, and then I go online and I want uh, a tutorial or like I want a. Uh, why did you put that spider in a jar? Oh my gosh. Why, like, are you suffocating it? I hope that's what you're doing. He's not responding. Like, he's he's muted. Sorry, I'm muted. Sorry. No, no, I didn't want you, you guys su- to hear me screaming. No, look, I... <laughs> well, I know we're interrupting important Fire Emblem talk here, but Tim, for those of you who are not benefit the benefit of the, the YouTube show... Uh, he has captured a spider in a jar and is now playing with it. Yeah. Why would you do this? This is like, this is like trying to pet a tiger. I'm going to release it out in the wild. Why? Because spiders are helpful. They get, spiders they get rid suck. of. Spider, do you like, like, there's do you no like centipedes? Spiders. No. They get rid of centipedes. So. Well, then, the, then which one do you like more? Which one do you dislike Mexico more? This year, there was a centipede that was as long as my forearm on the wall. There, I, I would hate yeah, to see the spider that needs to take care of that. Right? Yeah, you can keep those. That's why I'll stay <laughs> up here in Michigan. They, they, they were telling me they were like, "Yeah, if that stings you, it's bad. You need to kill those things." And and then and then they tell me this. This was even better. They're like, "You can't mash it with your with your your foot with a shoe. You have to squash it with with concrete on concrete." <laughs> Because it'll pick like, you up and toss you around. And I was like, you know what? I need to get in the car, and you need to take me back to the border right <laughs> now. Because I am not. No. No. So, uh, my like, apologize for phobia, just like I hate in games. Like there's a, there's the inevitable bug level in games that go. Uh, it just I hate it. How do you spell that? Uh, that could be our title. <laughs> bug level. That, that's, Sorry for the uh, distraction. I that, just had to get it so you know you wouldn't you just, hear me screaming. <laughs> I really need you to like not set that free because I feel like it's going to come down here from Michigan. <laughs> I want to burn your house down. That's what you need to do right now. There's spiders right. in your house. Burn it down. You guys later. Gotta go light it up. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what I was saying while you were away performing the the lunacy of capturing a spider in a jar. Uh, is that like, I'm like you, like, I love the idea of Fire Emblem, but I've never finished one. I suck at strategy games. I go online and I want like a walkthrough and the walkthroughs like do this stage and then you do this. And I'm like, no, I need you to tell me if you move here, the enemy will move here. And then you move this guy up there and that's how you get him. And then you go over here and do this. But I, I, that I want to buy this game and I don't want to buy this game. Right. Like I want to buy the game because it's a Nintendo first party game. It's going to be huge. It's getting great re- reviews. It looks aesthetically looks good. But on the other hand, I know I'll play it for three weeks and I'll be done with it. Yeah. And I will waste 60 bucks. So. So you play it for three weeks, then you send it to me and I'll play it for three weeks. Then I'll send it back <laughs> to you and then you can play it for another three weeks. No, I'm, I'm just, gonna <laughs> skip. I, seriously, I'm just going to skip this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, I, I really, I, I, I need like for my 
myself, I need to skip this one. <laughs> like yeah. I need to prove that I can skip a. Well, like you said, you bought something better. Well, I know while this is, you know, this is a $60 title, but uh, kind of a plus is you get three distinct stories for that price. Whereas Fates, you had three distinct stories, but you had to pay for each one of them. That's true. It is a good value because I, th- I think I, I saw or I read this week that each story is like 60 hours long. Am I, am I, was, yeah, was I right about um, that? I don't remember who were reviewing it from Game Explain. I think it was John. But yeah, he said he was like 65 hours on just one path. Wow. So if you. Yeah, I saw um, the guy. Who is it from IGN that goes by the online handle Ragafraga? I, I'm not. I, I can't know. remember who, but he posted on like the the MVC forum or or group on Facebook, and he, it was like, and I think that the the post was like, I need some help, and it showed his time with Fire Emblem already, and it was 155 hours. Oh wow. Yep. Yeah. If that's He's what I was. Had, if that's what we had to do for Nintendo Dad to just play games all the time, you know, play games all day to review it, then yeah, I'd play yeah, it. If this was <laughs> our full time job, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, my, my you know, I've had builders for two weeks now, and you know, I'm up to sixty five hours on that thing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's it's on amazing. Full time job. Right. <laughs> Yep. I remember them talking about that on NBC too. That so if it's a game they're really into, they'll stay. They'll be in the office all the way to like three, four, or five o'clock in the morning yeah. playing that game. Well, he said some of it was probably like it on in the background when he was writing the review, and oh, yeah, yeah. but a lot of it was probably him playing. He, I mean, it was pretty favorable. I think is what he was saying. But he's had it for a while. He said he's had ample time with it. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. He's how, probably played all three paths. With yeah, it'll be interesting to me to see how the general public, you know, accepts it because we've had two pretty major releases, two weeks apart. We've had Alt Marvel Ultimate Alliance last Friday. We have Fire Emblem this Friday, and then we roll on into August with Astral Chain, and then we roll into September with Link's Awakening, and now we know Luigi's Mansion is in October. And Pokemon in November, and then we don't know anything about December, which I want to see what they come up with for that. You know what I'm hoping it is? Because Mario Maker has already brought it to the forefront. It's time for Super Mario 3D World to come to the Switch. Oh, you think it's being, it could be a port? It's time. Okay. It's time. It's like the last likely. Wii U game that needs a port. Okay. Not Tokyo Mirage Sessions? No. <laughs> no, we got enough of that on the Wii U. Although I'm confident, Jesse, that they'll probably import that or, or, or port that over as well eventually. I don't know. Uh, let's move okay. on. Let's talk wake about up, some... Wake videos. up, Sega. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. That's on you. They're yep. listening, too. So we'll That's just true. They're, they're, they're listening. Let's talk about <laughs> uh, a few events, shall we? All right, so Pokemon Go events are coming up. August Community Day is coming up featuring Ralts, lazy Pokemon name. Uh, Saturday, uh, August 3rd from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time, 
You can involve uh, Curlia up to uh, up to 8 p.m. local time to obtain a Gardevoir or Gallade that knows a special move, 4X incubator effectiveness. Also, Team Go Rocket has invaded Pokemon Go. The event started today as recording. That would be uh, July the 25th and goes until August 1st. Uh, Ekans and coughing encounters can now be shiny. Basically what's happening is Team Go or Team Rocket Go are invading Pokestops and are in possession of shadow Pokemon that behave strangely and seem to be in pain. You can find members of Team Rocket at discolored Pokestops, defeat them in battle, catch the shadow Pokemon they leave behind, and purify that Pokemon. And a new four-part special research task entitled A Troubling Situation is now live to have players find and purify shadow Pokemon. Uh, the rewards for that are a level 15 Murkrow, Sableye, Ekans, and Coughing Encounter, 10,000 Stardust, 8,000 XP, five Golden Raspberries, five Silver Panup Berries, one Rare Candy, one Fast TM, one Charge TM, and three Rare Candies. Also, this okay, is so, your last huh. week, listeners, to get your score submissions in for the Super Mario Maker 2 Monthly Mayhem Challenge. So if you would like to be a part of that, if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go over to the Monthly Mayhem sub-channel on our Discord and check that out. But this is the last week to get those score submissions in so you can be considered for the drawing, the prize that we give away each month. Also, as I alluded to earlier in the show, Team Chaos won the final Splatfest 3-0, which is the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard. Because, those percentages you know, were close. What it is, is like... They were close, but like everybody, as soon as they saw Team Chaos, they're like, you know, all these, I don't know. They're like, you want to see some chaos? There are people who would never want chaos in their lives, period. Normally, Pearl is such a garbage character. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because normally the more popular loses the actual gameplay. I know. I know. And like the, the, the thing is, is that. Like I've I've sat for two years and just I've now decided you know Splatoon two is almost well it is two years old. Pearl is garbage. Please never make another character like Pearl <laughs> ever again. And to know the next Splatoon diva Squis- sisters should not be squids. They should be blobfish. There you go. Get the DJ from the first game. Yes, Octavio. Yes, <laughs> I'm all I'm all about that. Yeah, because there's going to be chaos now because the final Splatfest of Splatoon One affected Splatoon 2's story. So we know it's going to happen, but we know Splatoon Three is also nowhere. It's not even in development because they're working on Animal Crossing. So there you go. Uh, 5.0.0 update should launch soon, though, and that will allow us to make our own Splatfest. And you better believe Nintendo Dads will do their own Splatfest at some point, and it will be awesome. Yeah, I hope that means how that'll should... work. But uh... Uh, it's you know what it's going to be. I've already decided. I've already figured this out. It's going to be Nintendo Dads versus Mega Dads in the battle of the dads. Well, well, I meant not the topic, but um, but how how, how does work, like how will you set how, it up? How, how will it be set up? How do people play it? You know, I really hope that you can choose like the specific ink colors and you can set up which shifty station you want to use. And just no that's really, color, please. 
you know that's going to happen. You know if it's us versus Megadeth, <laughs> you know that's happening. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's something in the works. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll figure something out. Extra I want to do. I, I would like me. to do. I would like to do a, a like a Halloween theme splat fest where it's like purple versus orange. That'd be cool. I don't yep. know. And who knows? We, our, it, our monthly mayhem crew may come up with something too. Yes, and I was thinking like a poll of listeners and fans over on Twitter would would help. Like we could gather ideas there. I mean, it, I, I like the idea of being able to design your own splat fest. That's a really cool thing that Nintendo is going to allow us to do, and it's going to breathe a lot of life into this game while we wait for Splatoon three. Because really, that's what is going to happen from this point. And people like Eric Plunk. Who listened to the show? Who he he reminded me this past week. He's put in six hundred and fifty hours in Splatoon two. <laughs> wow, what's he gonna do? Yeah, like he is one player I never want on the other team. Like I'm just like, <laughs> Varric Punk's on the other team. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna put the switch down because that's about how useful I'm gonna be. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, those those events are coming up. Uh, be sure to check those out. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing. That's the right music. That's the right place for it. Um, Tim, uh, why don't you talk about the things that uh, you have been playing? Sure. Um, and I'm sorry if I missed this, but I think aren't we supposed to also talk about the last week to get score submissions in for super Mario maker two for the monthly mayhem form tournament. I, I just mentioned that. Okay. Sorry. I, I, well, I mean, you were probably distracted <laughs> by the spider that you were harboring on your desk. Yes, I was sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've been playing it, um, a few games and I actually have a couple of reviews out in regards to those games. I have, Agalos that I did a review for. I talked about it last week, so I won't go into details and I also have a video out for it. I've also been playing a game called um, Automachef, which is like auto automation and chef put together. I had a rough time trying to say it when I did the uh, let's play of it, but <laughs> I think I got it down now. Automachef. And basically it's a game where you go in and design a automated kitchen to cook food for humans. Uh, there's definitely more to the story that the robot is alluding to uh, that I've been playing. It talks about trying to do world domination by cooking. <laughs> so, uh, and it says, and it hints at some things that will happen to people when they eat the food that you make. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But basically you're taking these components to make, to try to make a, an efficient kitchen uh, cook the food and meet people's orders. And I suggested it to just uh, Jesse. Um, I know you were looking for a demo of it, but I haven't seen one of that yet either. Neither but other I, than Steam, I, um, I did buy it and downloaded it. It's sitting in my Switch waiting for me, along with a few other okay. games. I just, but I'm still in the middle of my game, so I'm literally three games backlogged right now, just of games that's come out <laughs> within the last eight days. Right. So, and I think that is, I think it'll be up your alley, but so far I've got, I haven't gotten to the part where it opens up more functions to be able to, to program into the kitchen to be more efficient right now. It's just, 
I'm at the part where I'm just putting down the machines and connecting them uh, to the orders. Um, so again, like I said, I have a let's play of it and what I've started so far out on the Nintendo Dad's YouTube channel. Uh, I've also been playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I played some more actually before coming on here today. Um, so I can, I think I can confidently answer Justin's question of what type of score would I give it so far and should he buy it? And I think it would go kind of like with, with anybody else, basically. It's uh, the game that I I think it is for is basically mindless beat-em-up play. You know, where uh, other than maybe, you know, you pick up some things and maybe update a few of your um, attributions. But uh, other than that, it's just going in and beating the crap out of your enemies <laughs> and, and with, with your teammates. And... I'm looking forward to I still have yet to try this with my kids. I think they'll have a lot of fun playing it with me. But right now I've just been playing it solo and that's been a lot of fun. And like I said, it's been mindless. I don't have to think. I can just go in, button mash and and you know, beat up the bad guys and beat up the the bosses. So if you're into that type of thing, then I would say yes, buy it. And for me it's an it's so far because I have I it's not a review score, but what it is so far for me is an eight. So if you were going to rate it up to a, you know, on a 10 point scale, I think it's an 8.0 for me right now. Um, and then finally, I downloaded the Anunnaki demo that came out that I saw a Nintendo had a demo trailer for. So that one visually looks great. Again, it's like that Fire Emblem thing where it looks great, sounds great. But I'm afraid to pick it up and play it. Uh, but with the demo with Anunnaki, there's the demo and I want to give it a try. So I haven't tried it yet, but I'm looking forward to. So that's what I've been playing. Awesome. Jesse, what about you? All right. So, yeah, well, I've always played Pokemon Go. I do a little bit every day. Um, but this last week, I finally got to level 40, which is the maximum level. And it requires... 20 million XP to get from 1 to 40. And of that, 25% of it is what you need to get from 39 to 40. Wow. So, yeah, so my my alternate account is level 36 and has like 7.5 million. So it still has 12.5 million to go just to get that last four levels. That's impressive. And then, um, people, a lot of people are expecting a level cap increase soon, but I'm kind of hoping they don't because that means I'm gonna have to grind more. <laughs> I've had the same problem. Here. I had the same problem back when I used to play EverQuest. I'm like, please don't level up on the next expansion. Crap, I died. So, um, but yeah, so then, as I said, I've been continuing to play Dragon Quest Builders 2. I'm up to 65 hours. Um, last week, I said that there was like three of the, that three islands that are story based that aren't dynamically generated there are other smaller islands that are dynamically generated every time you uh you you reach it but i now found out there is a fourth so i'm in that fourth island now so i think this is like the end game you know the story and i don't want to say any spoilers about what's going on in this fourth island but yeah i would 
kind of a plot twist took place and I didn't see it coming and I'm liking where this is going. So um, That's always cool. Or you're not yeah. expecting something. That's always cool. So I'm hoping to have it finished by this weekend so I can finally get to the other games. Uh, uh, let's see. Was there anything else I wanted to say? Can't think of anything now. Wait, so one of the one of the, the three games that I bought that came out today was Picross Lord of the Nazarek, which you know we talked about a little bit last week. Uh, it's like a it's your traditional uh, Jupiter Picross game, but it's got this anime story going on in the background. At the time, I didn't know if this was a new IP or based on something else. I found out this is based on an anime. It's like a three-year-old anime uh, called Over Overlord. And I've only seen the first... So I started watching that. I saw the first episode. And th that introduces a lot of the characters and kind of the setting of what's going on. The, the total anime it does run three seasons. So like 50-ish episodes. Not even that. But, you know, even if, you, if you're interested in... Pick, in, the, in this game and want to know a little bit about the characters, just watching that first episode will give you a lot of information. I know it's it's available on Hulu and Crunchyroll and Verve. So I think, I think since it's so old, I think anyone can watch it for free with ads so you don't have to pay for their service for it anymore. Some of those characters do look familiar. I, I don't know, maybe I caught some of those before some of those characters and in, in previews for that anime but it did yeah well this is an anime i've familiar. never heard of so but again i like the first episode it's if you're familiar with sword art online it's kind of got a loosely similar basis okay but it's uh you know if you're interested in, if you're into that sort of thing you know give it a look cool and so I, I I plan on playing you know start, starting the Picross game. I did buy, I bought the game you played, Tim, and plan on looking at that. And then I still have that Soul Seraph that I bought that I was going to play that there's you know two weeks ago, but instead I got the the builder's code in, so the Soul Seraph got shelved. So those are my three games on deck. <laughs> nice. Gotcha. Uh, so I've been playing Eagle Island for Nintendo Switch. I actually did a Let's Play video of this. It's up on our YouTube channel, and it was the very first time for me to actually play the game. I downloaded it earlier in the week, actually last week, and did not get a chance or get time to touch it until today. Eagle Island is the story of a boy named Quill and his owl companion Koji. And uh, basically it is a Metroidvania where you use the owl as a weapon. Uh, by using a falcon falconeer glove to like, you know, throw the owl <laughs> and stuff, basically. Right. Uh, but it's also uh, inspired by roguelike type of game. It's it's what would be called a roguelite. Uh, basically, uh, it is an it does have a narrative. It does have it is narrative driven, but it's also uh, feels very roguelike in that you know. You run, you make a run through the level and you beat enemies, you collect gold, you combo enemies to collect more gold and hearts as well. Um, 
but then you can use that gold and silver on treasure chests that you encounter or toucans that you encounter throughout the island that will sell items to you that are kind of like buffs. So like you can, you can trade them out, replace them, but they're not permanent. So that's where the roguelite element comes in. If you die, you start back at the, uh, at an Eagle statue that you have unlocked that allows fast travel. Uh, but man, it is like, it's super good. Like I'm, I know I say that a lot about 2D platformers. I am a 2D platformer junkie, but like the art on this game is so well done. And there's such like depth to it. There's little things that you like, unless you're looking, you won't catch them. Like just little like frogs and rabbits and snails and things that are part of the environment that do nothing other than make the world feel alive. And the music is is great. And the, the controls are very tight and awesome. And there's there's actually different modes for the game. There's the story mode. There's also a rogue mode, which has like unlockable challenges. There's a weekly speed run that's uploaded every week, uh, a new map every week. And there's, you know, I'm just going through some of the, the bullet points here on Nintendo's page about it. 85 different perk abilities, magic feathers, 12 bosses, 16 environments to explore. And this is available right now on Nintendo Switch. Now, the price, I think, is a little steep at $19.99. Even though I do enjoy the game, I think it's a little much to ask. Um, But I say that not knowing the depth of the game. Like, I haven't been able to get into it as much. Uh, yet, so I don't know. I, I would say it's definitely worth fourteen ninety nine, but it, uh, there's got to be something that puts it up to that. Um, and this is developed by Pixel Nix, who is a developer that I've never heard of. Uh, it was published by Screenwave Media, and we got a copy of this to review. And so hop on over there to the review and see if it's something that you like. Uh, it definitely has that kind of addictive, like let me do it one more time type of gameplay to it. Uh, So I'm excited about digging into it a little bit more this weekend. And uh, I'm also uh, playing, as Tim already talked about, I'm playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance and absolutely freaking loving this game. Uh, It is so much fun because, like he said, um, it's a mindless beat-em-up. You don't have to, like, put a lot of thought into it. Um, I mean, you do. I guess you do have to think about the upgrade and skill tree just a little bit. But other than that, it is... It literally looks like you're playing a living comic book. The, the I mean, the graphics are incredible. The, the art style is great. And it it is using, uh, it does not lean so much Marvel Cinematic Universe. It leans more toward current look in the in the actual Marvel comics, which I appreciate. Uh, but it's, it's a ton of fun. And I'm getting to a point now where, like, my main team that I'm using uh, actually feels pretty powerful. Or before I was getting just destroyed all the time. Now I'm like, I'm getting the hang of it. And so I'm using Spider-Man, Venom, Spider-Gwen, and the Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Team. All the spiders I'm using. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen, Venom, Spider-Man. Nice. And I, and I default to Spider-Man because he's my favorite. Um, but like, there's uh, there's there's a there's a ton of depth to the game in that you can play the story mode or you can do the infinity challenges and the infinity challenges will unlock different costumes for characters and perks for the game and different things like that. So, uh, they are not for the faint of heart. They're actually really difficult to like three star. I haven't been able to three star any of the ones that I've found yet, 
but I'm hoping that that comes as you level up and as you get more powerful characters. Uh, if you pre-purchase the game and the DLC, you immediately unlock Deadpool and get an alternate chef outfit for Deadpool as well. And he starts at level 21, where the rest of your characters are like level three and four at the start of the game. So I haven't used him a lot simply because I feel like it's He's it's kind of like cheating. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cheating a little bit. Like I didn't I don't want to I guess what I didn't want to do was I didn't want to use it and get used to using him and then not be able to use another character. Like I wanted to learn a rhythm with another character. And so my team of of the spiders, the web warriors as the game refers it to when you get your bonus uh, is really cool. And that's one of the things that's really neat too, is like putting together different characters and seeing what team they form, uh, and seeing the bonus they get, like you can form, you know, original Avengers, you can have like Wasp and Hulk and Thor and Iron Man, Captain America. You can have like, there's all the mystical characters. You can put them together, all the spiders, you can put them together, all the, uh, it's, it's just, it's really neat to see how you can do all that. Uh, and there's tons of little pop-ins from, um, from Marvel characters who aren't featured as playable in the game, um, which I was kind of disappointed that they didn't include Jessica Jones, uh, but they did include Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Daredevil. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like, so, so you can have three of three out of four of the Defenders. That's cool. Um, but That's they surprising. they also have some really uh, interesting picks like um, Crystal and Lockjaw from the Inhumans are. Um, they actually play together as a team. So they like, they both are on screen at the same time. And the same thing happens with rocket and Groot as well. Like they're both on screen at the same time. And you can have, you can have all four of your character spots filled and you can have star Lord, uh, Gamora, Drax and rocket and Groot. You can have all the guardians at once. So they take up one slot. It's not like they, yeah, they take, take up, up one spot. Okay. So like, it's like ice climbers and smash. Yeah, yeah, same thing with Crystal and Lockjaw because my son was like, how do I play the dog? I was like, well, you have to go to Crystal. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was all about Lockjaw when he first found it. He's he's actually farther in the game than I am right now because and unlocked most of the characters because he's just had more time to play it. Right. Uh, and it and it is it's a it's a lot of fun to play multiplayer. Uh he and I have sunk some time into it multiplayer and it does make things a little bit easier. But it also can make things a little bit more frustrating as well. Uh, but other than that, it's hectic and it's fun. And I, I mean, I'm like Tim. I think eight eight is as high as I would rate it. And I'm not necessarily sure that it's a sixty five dollar game. Um, but that's why you can go to Walmart, where Walmart in most places in America is selling. Well, most I think all places in America is now selling Switch games for forty nine ninety five. Uh, so. I got it for 50 with the voucher. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> uh, I went ahead and double dipped and I'd already used the voucher on it because it was my first voucher game and I went ahead and bought the DLC and I'm glad I did. The first update of that for that is dropping August 30th and it will for free. Everybody gets this. It will for free add Cyclops and Colossus to the game, which nice. more X-Men is always good. Yes. Uh, and the, like if you're struggling to imagine what type of game this is, I will say this, um, take Lego games, like where you just run around and beat up stuff and you press one button over and over and over again. That is this game, <laughs> except it's just really pretty and you're not building stuff. 
it is like a natural progression from we used to play Lego games to now we play this, right? So uh, I'm excited about Colossus and Cyclops, and I'm I I hope the the uh, it, it entered UK charts at number two. Uh, there were various people reporting of how well it was selling here in the states. I'm really excited about that. I hope we get another one. Make a make a four. I don't know. Um, Jesse, uh, hopefully you still have this queued up. Let's uh, let's hit the community spotlight for a minute. Awesome. I knew I knew I should have complete and total faith in you that you would you would have that. Um, we put out the question to you guys over on Patreon. Uh, this afternoon about topics for the show. And we got a couple of responses that we want to hit before this episode is over. Uh, it's just that my internet is really slow and it's taking time to pull that up for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Um, it's just not wanting to Patreon's not wanting to cooperate right now with, with my internet. need the prices, right? Yeah. So uh, Elliot and Mecha Dragon sent in something. That is not for you guys. That is for my internet. Um, Elliot asks us this. He says, this will probably be discussed in the news. And it was, but that's okay. Are you guys going to try to get all your Joy-Cons fixed for free? If so, how many Joy-Cons do you need prepared, uh, repaired? Jesse, what about you? How many How many Joy-Cons do you need pr- repaired if you're going to do it? I think we have three. They're probably all the less. Okay. We have to do an inventory of our of our Joy-Con, you know, for sure. I think, my, my I think I'm going to have to do the same thing. My son's packing up to move move out soon, so I think he's he has what I think might be two. One for sure, maybe two. Okay. Tim? Um, the ones that I had or my son's experienced drift on, I've already attempted I shouldn't say attempted. I actually fixed, so I can't send those back in. <laughs> right. So, if my daughter has an issue, or if I eventually have an issue, then maybe I'll send mine or hers in. Um, but yeah, I can't send the ones that are already touched and took apart. So. Okay. So uh, I think it's three for me. I've got my my son's left blue one, his left yellow one. And then I've got a set that is not exactly acting right all the time. I've got to test it a little bit more and see if it's actually drifting or if it's, you know, space issues. Like, am I too far away from the the switch when it's in the dock? But typically I'm not playing with Joy-Cons when it's like that. I'm playing with Pro Controller. So it really, to me, is not that big an issue. So two to three is probably what I'll send in. Uh, Mecha Dragon asks us this. He says, a new Fire Emblem game. Release reminds me of the time I was playing Awakening, only to drop it and forget about it when I was probably halfway through the game due to other things going on in my life. What are some games that you guys were playing and made good progress on, only to drop it and never come back or not come back to it for a while? Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Sessions. I was in the final dungeon, and... I don't know. I got stuck in one of the and stopped playing. Wanted to come back to it and never did. So and of course I'm not going to remember anything about the how to play the game anymore. 
So if I do play it, I'm gonna have to start from the beginning, and that was like seventy hours in. <laughs> yeah, okay. mine is mine is Steam World Dig. Uh, I my plan was to play starting with that Steam World Dig, and then going on to two, and even Heist, and I got really far in Steam World Dig, but other games I don't remember which one, but other games and other things pulled me away from it and I never went back to finish it. In fact, I was trying to look up to see how many hours I had into it, but I, I have to dig for that. <laughs> I'm sure I've had other games too. I just, none, none of the other ones are coming into the top of my head. You know, gotcha. Persona Q, I know I got about halfway through. That was like 50 hours still. And uh, I, I just hit a, hit a boss wall. It's just I would have needed to grind more, and I'm like, no, I'm not grinding. Hmm. Um, so I was trying to think, and the one that comes to mind for me, like that was immediate, was Majora's Mask uh, remake on the 3DS. I got through two dungeons and knew I had two more, and I was like, man, I'm I'm done with this. Tired of rewinding time over and over and over again. I uh, probably should go finish it though. Uh, the other, and then the the other one is uh, sadly Persona Five. I mean, I you know made it. I know, I know. I <laughs> I bought it and was really into it. I could not put summer, that game down. Summer hit and <laughs> other games came out and I was away from home a lot. And so it's hard for me to play a PlayStation 4 game when I'm not home. So, yeah. I remember I remember when I, while I was playing that we did a little mini vacation. Uh I I had used I used a laptop installed the PS4 remote play app on it. And then when I had some some free time, you know, I re- remoted in to play on my PS4 at home while on the while I was in the in our Airbnb just to get some extra time in. <laughs> hmm. I, I'm still thinking because, like, I have a ton of not there's there not, was one not I, finished games, right? Yes, and there was one I came really close to beating, but it wasn't. I didn't stop playing it because I wanted to, or there was something else. That you know, it wasn't a choice. It was because my my youngest kid, who at the time was a very young age, erased my file. Right? It was um, oh. it was uh, Minish Cap Zelda Minish Cap uh, when we got it so for. Never, and you never finished it. I never finished it because I, I was like because it's taken like I've, it's been so many years since I finished that game. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. I said, I'll just wait and play it again. Cause I did. That's what I did. Um, I, it was a game I did try playing when, when it came out for the Game Boy Advance. I did try playing it and never finished it. And then when I got it for the ambassador, um, certificate thing for the 3DS, I started playing it there and that was the closest I got to beating it. And I was really close. At least it felt close and just, um, uh, just deflated me when he, he accidentally deleted the uh the file and I was just like I'm not going back to play that all that right now. That happened to my wife uh when our we only had one child at the time 
and <laughs> she had um, 99.9% complete on Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. It was wow. on Xbox 360. Yeah. And my son started a file over hers. Oh, man. <laughs> she, I mean, she called me. I was at yeah. the office and I was like, why are you calling me? And then she's like, you're never going to believe what happened. And I was like, okay. And she told me and I was like, immediately I was like, oh, I am so sorry. Yeah. Because I know what that's like. Like, you know, I know what it's like to get that that save file you've worked for so long erased. Yeah. It's deflating. It's like, it's like, it's a great game. All just she like... had left to do was go buy the last minifigure, like the oh. last character, like to unlock them. That's Man. all she had left to do. And it was one of those that like on that game, I don't it's been forever since I played, but like you start out and you're on a dock, like you're in one of the towns from the game or from the movies. And there's different characters who will like walk by and it like rotates. And it was one of those characters and she couldn't figure out which one it was because she bought so many right. and it wasn't showing up. And so she's like, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll finish it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow never came. Oh man. <laughs> so, so sad. Uh, yes. but that's it. Yeah. That those are, those are our games and those are great questions guys. And we really, really appreciate that. Awesome. Um, so I guess that's episode 240. Uh, I want to thank Tim for hanging out with us again tonight. Uh, Gary not being able to be here and Justin still in limbo for another couple of weeks while he's getting everything transitioned over from the pond, uh, from, from Ireland. Double uh, Tim Bits yeah. doing his duty. Yeah. He's, he's out there. <laughs> he's out there protecting us right now. We just don't know it. And, uh, as always, we want to thank Jesse for being here with us tonight and recording the show and doing all he does. And we want to thank you for listening uh, to this nonsense that we call Nintendo Dads week in and week out. Uh, and we again, we do want to say, as we do each week, a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, John Blanco, Dave Ernsberger, and yes, Tim Off. We're not going to leave you out of there. I'm sorry. Dang it, I forgot about uh, that. You're part of that. <laughs> you're part of that tier. And so we're thankful for you guys hopping in at that level. And uh, as we close, let me just remind you guys, we've got a website now. It's nintendodads.org. And you can head over there to see all of our latest YouTube videos, our tweets, our podcast episodes, links to all of our social media. And the Nintendo Dads shop is open now as well for Nintendo Dads merch. It'll link you straight to that. You can buy it straight from nintendodads.org. And as always, you can head over to patreon.com backslash nintendodads to support us. Uh, you can call in and leave us a voicemail like Zablanc did at 929-25-IN-DADS or 929-256-3237. And as you're hearing right now, we want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. Adam Leonard and Carter Johnson, sweet, sweet artwork for us. Makes everything so good. You can download us from your favorite podcast app of choice like CastBot, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, please leave a review over on that podcast service of your choice. Five star and a written review is best and it helps other people find us. And you can also email us now. I forgot to mention this at nintendodads at gmail.com or podcast at nintendodads.com. All relevant podcast information. 
for me, for Tim, for Jesse, and for the horrific spider that Tim has captured in a jungle, who apparently is now a member of this podcast. This has been episode two. Thanks for listening. Bye. Nintendo Dads. Chupal, 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 chupal.